Hi, I'm Cameron Pickard, and welcome to CNM Podcast. I'm Cameron Pickard, and today Madeline is here with me. Uh, we will be talking about Among the Betrayed by Margaret Peterson Haddix. I think it was a very good book, don't you? Yes, it really was a good read. I liked how it took place in the future. So, why was it a good book? You're about to find out. Stay tuned as we dig deeper into the adventure of Nina and the Population Police. Okay, first of all, I thought we were, we're not supposed to give away most of the book. Yes, that is true, but I think we could give them a little summary. What do you think? I agree. So let's start at the beginning. Nina, a fake third child, is in a cell all by herself, feeling all alone in the Population Police prison. The Population Police are a government agency trying to take third children. The children are taken by the Population Police if their family already has two children. This all started due to a shortage in food, such as vegetables and meats. Anyway, back to the story. The population police are questioning her because, if you read the book before, her lover Jason turned her in to try to get money. I would say that's pretty terrible. Loving someone to try to find their true identity? Wouldn't you guys agree? Yeah, it all backfired, though, when the head agent of the population police didn't really believe Jason's storyline after spending some time with Nina. Whoa, that's a little too far. Anyways, so Nina tries to tell the truth that she's not guilty. The man that interviews her gives her an assignment to try to turn in more kids. Now she's in an even bigger pickle, wouldn't you say? Yes, I would agree. I mean, choosing between your life and the lives of three young children, including a girl who wasn't much older than six, would have to have been a pretty challenging decision for such a young little girl to make. I mean, between sitting in a prison cell with very little food or water, along with no sleep, and being questioned every 24 hours, Lena has to be extremely exhausted. I mean, right. Moving on into the story as she meets these kids, they all are very young, as the eldest is 10. Later, she is questioned by the leader of the population police. He gave her a big feast and asked her many questions about what she had found out about the three children in her cell thus far. Do you remember when she stole the food from the meeting room? What did you think about that, Cameron? I thought, wait, we can't give all the details. Let's skip that part. Will Nina escape? Will the population police find her if she escapes? Does she betray the children? We may have to find out. All right, I think we've given you enough insight on the plot. Let's move into some connections. Okay, so I guess we should probably share some connections we made throughout the story. I happen to make a connection text to text. As I was reading Among the Betrayed, I was really drawn to the part where Nina was being fed the big quote-unquote feast. But she's being questioned by the population police, or as she calls him, the hating man. As I was reading this part of Among the Betrayed, it really drew my attention to how the population police made the law that each family is only allowed two children, and if they have a third child, that child is to be executed. They happened to make this law because of shortage of food and supplies. However, when Nina was in the population police headquarters at the jail, she was presented with plentiful vegetables, meats, and many other things she hadn't eaten in a very long time. As I was reading this specific part, I began to think about the similarities in Among the Betrayed to a book I read a while back called City of Ember, written by Jean Dupro. 
Ember was also short on food, which is why Lena and June were working hard to figure out a way out of Ember to a better world. As they're searching for answers, they come across the mayor in a room full of foods and goods that Ember has apparently ran out of. In both these books, the government is hiding something, and because of it, the people are suffering. Both of these communities appear to be short on food, to the point where they're worried about the population or a place to live. But when you go into where the government works, they discover that the government has access to all the foods and goods that they have supposedly ran out of. Did you happen to make any connections? Yeah, I can totally agree with that. I don't know about you, but I thought this book was a pretty good read. After doing a little bit of research, I found some pretty interesting ratings given by others who have read Among the Betrayed. This rating was given by a man named Lars Guthrie. He rated the book with four stars and said, third in the Shadow Children sequence, and perhaps the most fascinating so far, with its edgy examination of trust and perception. I really agree with what he is saying. I would probably give it a four or a four and a half star rating. This book was easy to connect to the characters and really did a good job displaying the emotions as the characters went through them. It kept me interested and left me wanting to know more each time I read it. Another thing I enjoyed was it was hard to predict what was going to happen next. And so each time it happened, I was extremely surprised. I'd recommend this book to people who like a good suspenseful read. This is a great book if you're looking for good entertainment, but a short story that's easy to finish. Overall, this was a very good book, and I would recommend it to anyone who enjoys these type of books. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. But what do we know about the author? Where did she come from, and what inspired her to write the books? These questions will be answered. Margaret Peterson Haddix lived on a farm in Ohio. She started to want to write books because she had read all of the classics that inspired her to write, such as Harriet the Spy, Anne of Green Gables, Eliza May Alcott's Little Women, and Anne Frank. Not only reading books did get her inspired to write, but when she became a reporter, she would change the story a little. Then she started to write her own stories because she wanted to use her imagination to our ideas. To use her ideas. She wrote Among the Betrayed in 2002. Like we said before, this is a great book, and she wrote other books like Missing Number One, Uprising, The Always War, and Dexter the Tough. You know what's crazy, though? What? She read so much that her parents had to tell her to stop reading. Whoa, I can't imagine reading that much. I have read the other books in Among the Betrayed series, but that, but not the other series that she's made. For that, I don't know if this book was one of her best books that she's made. Well, I suppose we should end it here. I don't know about you, but I really enjoyed sharing about our latest book. Yep, definitely. And I hope you at home tune in later on at CNM Podcast. Once again, thanks for thank you very much for tuning in. Any last words, Cameron? Stay out of trouble and read that book.